Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, episode three of the list of 100 fetishes, we'll talk about our interactions with fetishes starting with the letter U through the letter W on my list. Ooh, what is mine? What is mine? I covered it up so I wouldn't be reading them. I've got A's and B's. Uh, well, we're not going to get through all of, all the A's and B's and U's and W. Stop looking at Oh, her. I'm looking. See, that's what happens. That's why it's covered up. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of those fetishes. And also we have an interview with the, uh, when we were in Chicago recently, we mm-hmm. were hanging out with the people from the group called Always Wanting, Wanting More. More. Yes. So we said, well, are you guys swingers? You guys into BDSM? And they said, yeah, yeah. What else you got? <laughs> so we'll talk All to them it. in just a little bit. Um, and I'm going to start off, uh, we've got a lot to talk about, but I will start off with my very first list of fetishes, Ooh. starting with the letter U. Dawn, are you into uniforms? You know, I, there's not one that I would have thought of, but I saw a guy drive by us on my way up to Cleveland the other day, and he had a military uniform hanging in the back of his car, and then I looked at him and thought of him in that uniform, mm-hmm. and that kind of, that, that was nice. <laughs> they, they say a man in a uniform. Um, you know what, or a girl in a uniform, because yeah. we used to know someone, I wish I could remember her name, the blonde, the tall blonde. That's with the tall guy. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and yeah. And she used to wear the uniforms yeah. that were like unbuttoned and showed her her breastuses and wow, hot. We did actually did an episode on uniform play some time ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, for me, I was trying to get more into the uniform thing. I ended up wearing a CIA uniform. Right. Uh, which I rather enjoy. I rather enjoy dressing up on occasion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can help your scene shift the space a little bit yes um and so i'm gonna do this a little bit out of bump out of order because i'm gonna try and uh because there's there's we're into the uniform still discussion okay but there's also an apology and a ducking my head and a and more coming up really but first let me say this erotic awakening is sponsored in part by adventures in sexuality central ohio's kinky fun group AAS Season's Beatings Party is on Saturday, December 15th, 2012. Pay $20 at the door, bring your photo ID. Time 8 p.m. till 2 a.m. at the Princeton Club, the second floor in Central Ohio, i.e. Columbus. Special VIP room. Find out more at adventuresandsexuality.org. So. So. The reason. <laughs> um, I mean, and I'm, I haven't left the uniform thing yet. Right. The reason. I want so apparently Barrick does listen to the podcast still, <laughs> because two episodes ago I said when he was a young little sadist pup, pup. or something, uh, and then I said, "Gee, I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast." Did well, he, he call does. you out on it? He did call me out on that, <laughs> and and the reason that I'm doing it in this order and coming back to uniforms, um, 
and a different fetish as well will be the role play fetish. Mm-hmm. Because at the Winter Wickedness in February, which I think is in February, right. just a few months around the road, corner, right. I'm planning on doing some kind of a scene kind of that involves role play. It involves uniforms Ooh. and it involves interrogation. Ooh. So from that regards, the uniform is part of building that atmosphere, that building mm-hmm. that entire scene. If I you can will. see that. I can see that. Um, but beyond that, that's about how much I get into uniform play per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see costuming more for myself than uniform play. Right, right. So yeah, the reason that, that, the reason I had to throw all this together, like in the math fashion that I did, <laughs> is that Barrick doesn't know that I'm going to do this uniform interrogation thing at his event yet. Oh. And um, now that I know he listens to the podcast, this is kind of like me negotiating to with his event to have a scene. Oh, so you're not negotiating with him. You're not doing it with him. The interrogation. No. <laughs> no, I don't uh, think that would go well <laughs> between the two of you. Yeah. So uniforms, not really one of my big fetishes or yours either. Not really, do. but but I do, I have liked them when I've seen them, but uh-huh. I wouldn't say it's a fetish. And we had a, a nice episode, a nice uh, interview on fetishism, on the uniform yes. fetish on the podcast sometime mm-hmm. back. Do one off your list. Ooh, one off of my list. Okay, let me find it again. I've been trying not to stare. <laughs> Um, the next one in the list is beating hard. So we really didn't talk about uniform as a fetish so much as we did to say, we don't like it. Yeah. Beating hard. Okay. Is that something you like? I absolutely like that. Wow. <laughs> Last night comes into play. <laughs> yes. Last night does come into play. So I, I like beating hard. I mean, and again, I always caveat this, that it's, it's it's very hard to explain you know you built up the scene we build up the energy we build up the connection and the beating hard is part of it and it's absolutely amazing and i've been able to do that with a couple of people that i have a friendship or something with you know i'm thinking of a snk uh-huh and he was able to beat me hard too and he, he beat me so hard that the table would move across the room <laughs> You know, but he warmed up to it. He built up to it. We had a, a, a trusting connection and off we went. So is it a fetish? I don't know. It's right up there. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it, it's interesting. The way you put that is, is the way it is for me as well. It has to be the right connection to a person mm-hmm. that I can allow myself, that I trust it's, it's difficult to say, but I allow myself to really let loose and really wail on the person, you know, and, and that they'll still be, they, I understand them well enough that I know that they're going to be safe, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better word. So I, it is one of my fetishes, but it's something I get into rarely. I get into that space rarely with the exception of yourself. Right. Now, um, and I love it when you do it with me. <laughs> so I'm thinking of a instance, though, where... I thought I liked hard beating so much that maybe I was a masochist. And I actually told someone I was a masochist one po- at one point when I was getting ready to play with them. And I figured out that to me, that's a totally different term. That scene didn't turn out too well because they took that to mean that I was only about the beating and not about the connection in the rest of the scene. So it actually, yeah, it actually didn't, didn't turn out too well. But uh, it also made me figure out that I'm not so much a masochist. 
I'm something else. There's another word for it. So, kinky? anyway, I am very kinky, and yes. I love the hard beatings. But like I said, they're they're. It's not just about the beating. Right. Right. So hmm. okay. Uh, we have a bunch of other fetishes to talk about as we go. I do want to point out, though, that um, Tim sold us Happy Turkey Day via the Facebook, as did Jason as well. Apparently, mm-hmm. the Facebooking, which for our Facebook is Erotic Awakening as one word. Yes. Uh, we get some more likes on that. And when you do like us on Facebook, I understand that goes into your Facebook feed. Oh. So you'll know when we post late episodes of the podcast mm-hmm. or anything else going on that we share with people. Oh, yeah. So it that should be. That would be the value of the Facebook. That I would understand. be the value of the Facebook. Here in the United States yesterday was the Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> and uh, today is the Black Friday, which is the mass uh, hysteria. Which is sh- why we're home recording, because we don't go into the mass hysteria. Not so incorrect. I will, oh, true, uh, true. I, I see in the corner of my eye there a brand two, <laughs> two brand new PlayStation games, <laughs> which somebody went out and faced the Black Friday masses, not for gift shopping, but for personal Well, it was relaxation. gift shopping, but yes. it was for me and you. Yeah. <laughs> I bought myself a game. You bought yourself a game. Happy Christmas. Hey, and it was, uh, I didn't expect to buy me a game. No, that was pretty <laughs> I usually tag along with your games. That was some fantastic... Uh, impulse shopping. Impulse shopping, yes. <laughs> uh, we, I will say, though, I do want to mention, though, yesterday you and I shared Thanksgiving dinner with a more of a leather family. Uh, instead of the family of the bio family, you and I will be sharing with on Sunday. Right, but right. But our, uh, maybe not leather, our tribe, I mean, our poly, our, pod, our, whatever the hell they are. Our something, yeah. We haven't come up with the word yet. <laughs> um, you and I went over to Karen's house. And if mm-hmm. you've been listening to the podcast for the past 200 episodes, uh, Karen has been in, has been, we've been in, hello, English. <laughs> I've been in a relationship with Karen since the beginning of this podcast. And uh, that's still going on. Mm-hmm. So apparently our... I, and when I tell Karen, oh, geez, baby, we've been together for 200 episodes. <laughs> not, uh, not quite what she wants. <laughs> but we went over to her house and had a Thanksgiving chicken. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Slave Candy joined us as well. So it was an interesting poly mix of a, the peer relationship I have with Karen, the relationship you and I have, and mm-hmm. the relationship that we have with Slave Candy. Yeah, and that's probably why we haven't come up with a word yet, because it's not really yes. leather, and it's not really poly, and it's not really, it's a combination of little pieces from different pieces put together. <laughs> so I don't exactly. know what it is. But it was a neat cross-cultural <laughs> yes. gathering, and it was very comfortable for everyone. We got to watch a little bit of uh, the football. Football, football. Got, yes. got to play some Carscon. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and just you generally enjoy each other's company. So mm-hmm. that was nice. Uh, Candy, by the way, makes fantastic lemon bars. She does. She also makes a um, fantastic uh, cat lap. Yes. <laughs> the cat liked her liked her lap while she took a nap. Yes. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to mention the salad. And salads are good, but they're never fantastic. Although Bat made a wonderful salad the other day. Mm-hmm. But we'll go on. Uh, we will be busy tomorrow actually putting a formal collar on uh, Candy's throat. Yes. And uh, we'll see how that adventure goes. We'll see. Do you think Candy's listening right now? Not right now, because we're recording. That's a good point. She would have to be actually hiding in this room right now to be listening right now. But I'm saying, do you think she's going to listen to the podcast before the collaring? Yes. Do you think she's nervous? Oh, absolutely. I think so, too. She says she's not, but I think she? she is. Oh, she's full of shit. Yeah. In her email, she said, thank you for releasing her of the worry of tomorrow. Oh, okay. 
Candy, <laughs> you should be worried. Dun, dun, dun. No, no. Did no. you read the part of the book about the testing? Yeah, I know. Uh, and we'll do an episode. That did, and it flipped her out before she got yeah. collared. We actually had somebody ask us recently about the whole collaring concept, yes. and we'll have to come up with an episode around that, although I bet we've talked about it before. We may have, but you know what? Maybe I'll pull out some scripts, and we'll talk about some different pieces of of how we've organized collarings before and maybe to give people some ideas because I get I still get questions on that too good idea so so Dawn um, speaking of things where we may or may not be doing at the collaring but we'll talk about fetishes verbal humiliation Mm, I like sensual humiliation there's two different types of humiliation and you know what I would say sensual humiliation is a fetish of mine I don't say that about too many things Uh you know I usually have the caveats on it but um and to me there's two different types of humiliation there's probably more but there's like ordeal humiliation where you tear somebody down Uh and of course once you tear them down they're supposed to build themselves back up it's not about ripping them apart per se and that's hard to explain it is but it isn't and then there's the sensual humiliation where you bring out the person's inner slut yeah. You know, you're a slut, aren't you? You like when I do this. You like when I do that. You like that people are watching. You like, yeah. you know, and it's really, it, it kind of, it makes me wet and brings a smile to my face or a smile to my heart or something. Mm-hmm. It's a different feel than the, um, um, you're just a fat pig yeah. sort yeah. of thing. Um, and that's, that's a great example of that. And, the, you know, the ordeal humiliation is, uh, and that's the, our term for it is the more of a, you know, you're... The, Degrading, degrading, yeah. yes, degrading style of humiliation where you're, um, again, you know, you're a fat pig, you're not worthy to suck my cock, mm-hmm. you're just a piece of shit, you're lucky that I even fuck you at all, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And what we do is more along the lines of is the this the sensual humiliation, what we call that. We teach a wonderful class around that, by yes. the way, about the whole, you know, um, it's more of a it's acknowledging the person's inner slut yeah. and it's bringing it out. And in a strange way, you can almost say that it is cherishing that inner slut. It mm-hmm. is that whole, uh, yes, you are a greedy little slut. Look at the way you <laughs> gobble on my cock, you dirty whore. You Do love it like this, don't me. you? Yeah. <laughs> you want to come? Do you want to come for me? You mm-hmm. don't need to come for me. Do you? Uh, anyway. Mm. <laughs> yes, I would say that uh, verbal humiliation is one of my... Mm-hmm. Um, fetishes and again it's that matter of that tapping into that inner slut and that inner dirty bits yes. and bringing it out and letting the person acknowledge yeah i really am dirty little slut mm-hmm. um and it's not making them feel bad about that right it's making them feel slutty about it yeah which is a different thing and it like we talked about thing. two episodes being a slut's not a bad thing it's not it's not and it involves all that do- naughty talk and just mm. <laughs> so what do you have on your list on my list? Well, now I've got beating soft. Uh, beating soft can also be okay uh, for myself. Uh, it really, it, that can also be pretty erotic as well. It just depends mm-hmm. on the situation. So mm-hmm. um, not a lot to say about it other than sure. Yeah, you know, and, and well, for me, being on the bottom, I, I like the beating soft. I, well, I like it mixed in with the hard. So to me, it's all the same thing. It's It's ups and downs and flows and... You know, sometimes you beat soft and sometimes you beat hard and you mix it all in. But what I wanted to bring up with that as well is that I'm also doing a little more topping. Yes. So I have these pain sticks that I really, really, really like. And I consider those beating implements. 
Sure. And Saturday night, I got to try it. I was I was telling you last night. Saturday night, I got to try it up in uh, Cleveland at their uh, flea market. Mm-hmm. They had a flea market, and then they had a play party. And I got to try it on um, Slave Candy. And I got to beat softly to the rhythm of the music. And that was really neat. And then I got to do it hard. So <laughs> I liked the combination. You know, it wasn't all about one or the other. Absolutely. It's, and, and that can be really nice to mix in the soft, 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 hard, soft, mm-hmm. soft, soft, hard. You know, and that can be nice as well. Now, at the uh, Cleveland Fetish Flea Market, you didn't, yes. you didn't buy anything. Well, I bought one thing. Well, I bought two things, but I ate one of them. <laughs> One's a purple leather skirt. That oh, I'm you going did buy to. that. That's mm-hmm. right. I remember mm-hmm. saying that. So it's a little small for me. So I've got a friend that can do grommets and lacing and things like that. <laughs> and we're going to see if we're going to make it workable because I love the purple. And then I bought, I bought, I bought um, a chocolate cock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was selling. Um, um, Damn, I can't remember her fet name. So, but she was selling candy again. Yeah. Well, she was selling chocolate candy, not our candy. So, again, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a chocolate cock. I also have had her chocolate cock, and it's yes. quite delicious. Yes, yummy um, candy. And but you left one of our books there. I did. I left one of our books there. So, um, the leader of Smart Right Now. I donated one of our books to her, and they're going to raffle it off at their Christmas party. So I gave them sex stories and power exchange. Good. Speaking of slut stuff. <laughs> Speaking of slut stuff. Uh, I do. Oh, and I have something else slut stuff related, by the way. Okay. I added something to the pod, to the uh, website, by the way. Did you? Yes. Under the EA podcast. So if you go to eroticawakening.com and you go to podcast, you'll find a section called resources. Okay. That's new. That is new. Yes, and on there, on the resource page, the only resource that we offer currently is a ringtone for your phone. <laughs> is it that ringtone? It is that ringtone. Oh, my God. There's a, uh, if you go out to the new resource section of the Erotic Awakening website, you can find a, the ringtone of Dawn uh, getting beat hard <laughs> and her moan after that. That got somebody in trouble, didn't it? It did. It did. Not the appropriate ringtone for work. Or actually, he had it had it for his text messages. Yeah, or something like that. And he got a bunch of text messages at work or something. And and in an office meeting. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm going to hit another fetish. This one is a videotaped scenes. You first. Oh, videotaped scenes. Now we'll we'll say recorded scenes. We'll fix that to say recorded scenes. Okay. Whether because who uses videotape anymore, right? Right. Everybody's got right. their iPhone for digital. Right. Ones. I'm trying to think. I, I was going to say I don't know that that's ever happened to me before, but I take that back. George was the star of something that you recorded of me and George. That's very true. That is true. <laughs> I have video proof. You have video proof that of that. George existed. So it's kind of neat because you were recording that. While while we were playing, and you were still playing with me and able to record it all by uh, uh, the source of an iPad. Okay. <laughs> and it was kind of neat. And then while you were finishing playing with me, you had me watching what you had just recorded, which was hot. That's just like a whole cycle. That's hot. Though, I don't know if I would want something that was recorded really cro- close up Yeah, and was hot. I don't know that I would like something recorded like from far away. Uh-huh. You know, where you can see, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm thinking of all the jiggles and the, the everything. I don't know that I want all that scene. But would you have, what do you think if I had, uh, the next time you uh, orally pleasure me, 
Uh-huh. If uh, I videotape that with my little iPhone yes. as you're sucking my cock, and yes. as I come and fire the come into your face, and video record that, right? Uh-huh. Now, the video recording of it itself would be hot, but what about two months later when I say, oh, hey, look at this video I have of um, football, and you see that video instead? <laughs> I'd like that. You would like. <laughs> would you not? I would. I would. I still like watching our Charlie Brown one where you spank me. Oh, you know what? I should put that on the resources page as well. That would be that awesome. Would be <laughs> um, so I take that back. Yes, I like the videotaping. I like the pictures. I like the videotaping. I still love running across the pictures that we've taken, the various ones. But I don't have any desire to share it on the internet. Mm-mm. It's more something for you and I. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's videotaping scenes. Do you have another one you want We'd to do? We'd share it with close personal people, close personal friends that want to come over for a video watching night. Or podcast listeners. Ooh. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're meeting a podcast listener today. We always go on about how if we're nearby mm-hmm. in your city or state, we'd love to stop by and have a cup of coffee with you. Yes. Instead, we have a podcast listener who is traveling for a wedding right. and is going to be in our city or state. Yes. So, and we are meeting him for coffee, but I don't think we're bringing videotape of. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he still shows up. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Up. Exactly. So we do have two new subscribers to our uh, email list. Mm-hmm. So we have Helix from California, and then we have Hardbite from Ohio. I think uh, Hardbite, that sounds like a familiar name. I think we um, might know Hardbite. Think of col- collaring. He had the collaring question. Oh, okay. Oh, I know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't want to use his real name. No, that's great. No, we do have the Erotic Awakening uh, newsletter, which uh, from our eroticawakening.com page you can subscribe to. Mm-hmm. I still owe a naughty story. You do. Next, That's why so. I've held off on posting it. So it's a couple days late. Yes. So getting it out. but um, We should add that to the weekend list. Yes. Okay. But Dan, write... Dan would like to write something naughty for it so we're not just advertising stuff. Yes. And something to make it worth. Yes. I wouldn't subscribe to it unless I had something naughty on there. <laughs> so give me another letter. Or another um, item off the B list. All right. We have beating hard, beating soft. Do you have any non-beating B list ones? We do. How about being blindfolded? Um, I like... So there's two situa- <coughs> situations where I like blindfolding a bottom. Uh, one of them is just for the, the fun of it. One of the reasons I like blindfolding a bottom is if it allows me to get into a different kind of space mm-hmm. where I'm a little less engaged from how they're enjoying the scene and mm-hmm. a little more focused on how I'm enjoying the scene. Yes. So I like that. And I like being blindfolded because it um, opens up the rest of my senses. So even if like we're playing, like we played last night and I wasn't blindfolded, but I have this sneeze that wants to come out. <laughs> it has Sorry. nothing to do with me. <laughs> no, but I find that I keep my eyes closed for the most part. And it's because if my eyes are open, I'm paying attention to what's going on in the room, you know, and things like that. And I like to just be about the sensation when that's going on. I don't, uh-huh. don't want to care about who's watching, who's not watching, you know, where you're walking to in the room or anything like that. That keeps me too in my brain. And I want to be in my body. Right. So I like the blindfold. Um, if I'm playing with somebody new, not all the time. Sometimes I like to be able to peek and see what they're doing. So, but not all the time. But you know what I do like is when you're blindfolded. Because you've done that before. Yeah. You've blindfolded yourself in a dungeon and then played with me. Right. 
And that's really neat because it becomes very tactile. Not for, recommended to the newbie dogs. No, 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 no. It's And it's usually sensual stuff and things like that. But uh, we've also each put on our hoods and wrestled uh -huh. on the floor before, too, on the floor mats. And that's kind of neat because it's very tactile and, and yeah. So I like that. I do, too. Let's, and, that takes, um, and we'll go ahead and mention another one off my list is okay. the wrestling. Yes. Do you, do you dig the wrestling? I dig the wrestling, but we wrestle in a weird way. Yeah. So because when we wrestle, I'm not allowed to wrestle back per se. So it's not a full out who's going to pin who. Right. So it's, it's more of a um, rolling around and, and being, being wrestled with and being yes. forced. Yes. Yes. And now, now we do know people that dig the wrestling as a fetish. Mm -hmm. And it is wrestling as a fetish. Right. You and I simply don't, that's not one of our things. Mm -mm. But at most of the, for example, the AIS events, true for the St. Louis events as all, there's normally a wrestling area, mm -hmm. mats, just intended for wrestling kind of scenes, takedown scenes, that kind of thing. Yeah, so maybe more, ours are more of a takedown scene sort of thing with mm -hmm. kind of wrestling moves involved. <laughs> could be, could be. I don't know. <sighs> ours is, but you're right, ours is more of a... A forced, forcing you to submit, but there's never this, you fighting away from it. Right. Unless I'm doing something that you, you can't help but try and hide from and, or mm -hmm. try and block yourself up from. Mm -hmm. In which case, I still push past that. Yes. That's kind of hot. Very hot. <laughs> I like that. You know, I like that whole thing, and I think I would add that to a fetish. Okay. It's you on know, your list now. It's on my list. I do want to point out that uh, Scotty D., from FetLife said hi, uh, and other people say hi to us on FetLife as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't always write it down, unfortunately, but I do I remember Scotty D for some yeah. reason saying hi on FetLife. So yeah. hi, Scotty. If it's like a Fet message, like a Fet IM, I always forget to write it down because yeah. there's no recording of that type of stuff. So, but if it's an email, I try or a Fet mail, I try to remember. So, but I was also sent a link from. Um, there's two S's, so I'm not sure if it's Lisa or Lissa. But it was for <laughs> a tentacle ear wrap. Yes. That was hot. That uh, is hot. Uh, I will add a link to the show notes. But that is a really neat ear wrap. Yeah, but I almost don't want a link. I want it. <laughs> so nobody else get it. I want it. No, How about kidding. if they get I'm it for kidding. you? Ooh, that'd be neat too. That would be neat. So yeah. thank you, Lisa. That was, you know, it's really neat. People send us tentacle stuff. Uh, they send you tentacle stuff all the time they do and that was that's probably the neatest earring of a tentacle we've mm -hmm. seen yet it is so okay so i got one more thing to bring up and it's going to lead into something else before we get into another fetish okay um your artist is the person's name your mm -hmm. artist ask is there any sex plus energy stuff in the uk now i know plenty of it right here in columbus which i'm going to go through in just a second but um in the uk I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar enough uh -huh. with that type of stuff in the UK, but we do have listeners from that area. So if anybody knows of any, give us a poke and we'll pass on the information. Absolutely. Yeah. Please do that via. Oh, they good can poke segue. us via. They go Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or the got comment form on the webpage at eroticawakening.com. Or you can even uh, do a message via Twitter. We're on there as Dan and Dawn. Indeed. So, cool. Now, if they're in Columbus, Ohio, 
they got plenty of opportunities for sex and energy or BDSM and energy or energy or sex or any combination. So do they now? They do. So at the Columbus Insight Center, which is uh, the new space that Dan and I opened, we've got Michelle Bellinger coming back in on December 2nd, Sunday, December 2nd. And she's going to be going over um, body energy again. So, and she has this neat way of, of um, really discussing it and how to use it. Mm-hmm. And then the next night at Eros Gathering, we've got Phoenix Spirit and Lady Lindsay coming in. And they're going to be going over Sex Magic, the primer. So mm-hmm. it's like Sex Magic 101. And then the following night, so this is like three nights in a row. And then the following night, we've got the Kundalini workshop, and we'll be working on the sacral chakra. So we've got all kinds of stuff going on. And um, how do I find out more about all that stuff? Oh, all of that stuff. Good gosh, there's a couple of places. Um, I would send them to, see, not all of it's going to be there. I would send them to my FetLife profile, which is Dan Zarani. Mm-hmm. And then the events are listed under there. Or go to The Room, which is a FetLife group, and it's all listed there. Yep. So just go to FetLife.com and do mm-hmm. a search for a group called The Room. The Room. And you'll find all that stuff there. Um, did you... Now, this led into one of your fetishes? No, it did not. I just oh. wanted to cover it while somebody had a question about sex and energy in the UK. And uh, also, before we talk about your next fetish on your list, uh, you should probably tell people about Manor Gear. Ooh, I should. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave tested and master approved. Find out more at www.manorgear.com. Now, oh, podcast listeners, you could do us a favor. Uh, Manor Gear has been actually uh, reaching out lately and saying, hey, maybe they'll like to... Uh, sponsor the Power Exchange Summit was an, an mm-hmm. event that you and I do. Uh, so, uh, podcast listeners, you'd be doing us a big favor. This could be your Christmas gift to us. Go out to Manor Gear, look at this junk. You don't have to buy nothing; just go look at it. It's really nice stuff. It's awesome. And then toss stuff. them an email saying, "Hey, I just looking at your stuff. Uh, I heard about you on the Erotic Awakening podcast. And if you want to buy something, great. Otherwise, just let them know. Hey, you heard, we heard about you guys on the Erotic Awakening, so I thought I'd check it out. Nice. Uh, if all of our podcast listeners do that, then they will immediately show up with a, a pickup truck full of gold bars, <laughs> which we will distribute back to the podcast listeners. Ooh, or if two yay. or three podcast listeners do that, I'm sure they'll say, hey, thanks. That'd be nice. Either way, right? Some, something yes, between those something two. Something in between. So I got to see them over the weekend. So they were at the flea market. Great stuff. Great people. And if you're feeling particularly generous, because it is that time of year, you can rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, like us on Facebook, and even best yet, tell your friends. Nice. Assuming nice, your nice, friends nice. are somewhat kinky and alternative. Yes. Not necessarily the people you sit uh, that's on, in the pew next to you at church. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> that would be another fetish, I'm sure. That would be another fetish. Guess what I just did, though? Not on the notes, but guess what I just did? Oh, I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> all these projects which one was I working on I just added um, I just became part of the author thingy on Goodreads oh okay so if you go to goodreads.com it's like a book list yeah and our books are on there and I just updated the bio on one of them and I'm working on all of that nice. so you can rate us on there or rate us on Barnes and Nobles or rate us on Amazon, Amazon mm-hmm. or I'm sure there's a couple other places yep so, yay. So, uh, Don, one more fetish list, and then we'll wrap this thing up. 
One more okay. fetishist. Oh, okay. What are you mm. awing about? Because I like talking about these. They're neat. I agree. So mine? Yes, yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> Being gagged. Um. Ooh, tricky. Is mm -hmm. that a fetish for me, gagging? I guess not. Yeah. I guess not. It just doesn't, doesn't call to me. It's kind of funny because when I see people gagged, I think it's kind of hot. But And I thought when we first got into it that I would find it kind of hot. Now, I like, like, you know, weird things shoved in my mouth or, you know, or something like that. <laughs> you know, like panties or something like that. But real gags. I actually um, will probably not be playing with gags for quite a while. So just dental work and stuff. Uh -huh. I'm not going to be able to play with gags. I, you know, now I think I, I have a, a, a recollection in my brain somewhere that Candy likes gags. Yeah. So maybe we should try gagging her and see what that's like. And I have, by the way, shoved, I have created gags. For yes. example, uh, clothing articles of my own that I've shoved in your mouth <laughs> uh -huh. to quiet your moans. Uh-huh. That's um, hot. I don't know if it's, it's about the gagging or if it's about the humiliation or if it's about the whatever. I think there's that a combination could be a there. <laughs> So, but I'm glad it's not a fetish because, like I said, with the dental work and stuff, that would be really hard to work mm -hmm. around. So, if it was a fetish, like well, one of those driving needs. Sort of yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, and it, you know, it strikes me as one of those things that are going to be like um, pony play. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there's a, when you think about it, it's like, oh, gee, I don't know, I don't really get anything out of it. But once mm -hmm. you when you experience it, it's like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know some people that are really into like drool and stuff. They love the gags. They love gagging their women because right. they love the drool that's caused by it. And, and and that's exactly why I'm not into it. Yeah, <laughs> the drool. Not, it's messy. <laughs> yeah, I've got enough fluids running around uh -huh. to clean up already. <laughs> but I got one more, I got one more, I got one more before we stop. And I know we, we're I, probably I, you, running see, over this and we have why, an interview. And <laughs> this is why we did the always wanting more interview because you're one of these people. You're always, always wanting, wanting more. more. Yes. What is your other one? Okay, so this is the last one, but it's a good one. Being serviced sexually. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're not even looking at me. <laughs> it's like, ah, I like uh, that one. I like that one. Being, I, being serviced sexually. Well, for one, I like servicing. No, 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 no. Of course, this is not but... about servicing. This is being serviced sexually. So, what is your experience with that? Huh? It's happened before. Let's. <laughs> I don't what... want to give too many details away, or should I? Uh, it does not bother me none. It doesn't bother um, you, but someone else is listening. It's happened a couple of times. Okay. I can remember um, the really hot scene of the male slave. That was fucking me while his mistress told him to fuck me. Yes. While you were caning him. Yes. Or she was caning him. But that is. You that, were whispering. But see, that's. That's not you being served that's sexually. That's not me being that's served hot, sexually. Not, okay. No, no. I, now, I can think of a time that you've been served sexually fairly recently. Fairly recently. I know. You don't have to give away the blushing. person. <laughs> yes, you are. You have the little squinty eyes. You don't have to give away the person, but is it a fetish of yours to be served sexually? It's a new interest. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> is it a fetish? I don't know yet, but it's a new interest. I will absolutely say it's a fetish of mine. Mm -hmm. um, having somebody, uh, I, you know, now I have to say it, it's not a hundred percent across the board. Anytime, any place, sort of fetish, right? But certainly, um, 
when it is generated from a place within the person that they all are digging sexual service, they're digging, being taken and used, then it allows me to easily get in that mind space of, want, of wanting to take and use, you know, um, uh, to, to randomly, for example, and our, our uh, listeners with uh, weaker constitutions may not want to listen to this part. I don't know why I said that. But just to randomly take out, you know, to say, you know, we're in the middle of doing some kind of a spanking scene, for example, and just suddenly just whip my cock out and shove it in somebody's mouth. Mm -hmm. And they're like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? Where'd this come from? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. I'll suck on this cock. And then to have them go into this, you know, and then whip it away when they get into this spot of being, oh, my God, you are. I was being face fucked and I loved it. Mm -hmm. Keep face fucking me. And, and then, of course, not give them that, you know, mm -hmm. and put them in that headspace of, and then and taking that route of um, shifting somebody into that space. Now, right. I can think of a time with you where, uh, more than once, <laughs> where I've simply, out of the blue, bent you over, pulled up your skirt, and slid my cock in you and fucked you, came, and then stopped, and, and then, then kind of left, and went back to work, or went out about my day. And that was very much a, um, you know, and maybe that's a different kind of play as well, right? But again, this is just where I was sexually uh, using someone for uh -huh. my own pleasure, right? And then people ask why I wear skirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I must say, when it comes to fantasies and stuff, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience in being serviced sexually you uh -huh. know i don't consider what you do to me like servicing me sexually you know um but uh definitely been in the fantasies i mean we've talked before about maybe finding a male slave or something right you know that would service me sexually i don't know that i'd be in charge of that you may be in charge of that and they're still servicing me right. but you know definitely fantasies there so hmm I can. I am absolutely sure that there's a certain somebody listening to this podcast going, me, me, me. <laughs> so we'll see if that happens. So let's go ahead and move into our interview with the fine folk of Always Wanting More, a yes. uh, opportunity to, uh, as we said earlier, uh, if any of these fetishes, apparently, from what, well, well, we'll listen to the interview, but apparently if any of these fetishes are on your list, mm -hmm. these are the people where you can make them come to life. Fabulous. <laughs> So, Don, when I come to Chicago, I'm trying to find a social, friendly, no-pressure, easygoing, down-to-earth group of people. And wow. Luckily for me, I ran into Alan and Carla, yes. who run a, the AWM Club, and mm -hmm. they tell me that is that kind of group. So, Alan, Carla, thank you for joining the podcast, and you better start off by telling us, what does an a, what does AWM stand for? Well, AWM stands for Always Wanting More. So what kind of club is an AWM club? We're a little bit of everything. We uh, welcome swingers. We welcome people into BDSM. We welcome people who are just looking to voyeur and watch, looking for people who want to show off and not share. We're open to just about everybody. Ooh. I'm just thinking to come and watch. That won't last very long. No, it would not <laughs> last very long. So, so give me a little more context. When we say a club, are we talking there's a physical building that we go to? Or No, we do not occupy a physical building. We bounce between two locations, our own house in the Round Lake northern suburbs. We also use a hotel in the Addison western suburb area. We take over a portion of the hotel, if not the whole thing, 
and our house is our house and our the hotel is the hotel we offer basically the same thing in each one mm-hmm. with slight of course cost difference so, so what do you offer i'm not quite sure i get that so i if i showed up at say the edison location which is in illinois yes and at the hotel that you've taken over yes what, what exact so i walk in what do i see you walk in, you go up to the second floor where we're located. Mm-hmm. You check in at with the desk where either Alan or I will be or one of our friendly staff. Fri- friendly staff. <laughs> um, you're welcomed. You're checked in. Make sure you're pre-registered, which, mm-hmm. of course, we have links on our website. You then go past our black curtain into the privatized area that you are open to go into our open playrooms that we offer. We have five open playrooms. You're also allowed to um, reserve your own playroom privately on that same floor it's completely secured you can walk up and down the halls naked do whatever you want other than drink in the hallways okay. um then um when you're hungry you go down to the first floor we have also a privatized banquet room that you're the we the hotel one offers a wonderful dinner for you and next to the banquet room is another banquet room that has a full vendor fair for all different things you would ever want nice Okay. I'm liking that. So it's like a little mini event. Yes, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. It sounds yeah. like a mini event. Now, when you in these private rooms, so Alan, if I went into room number two, is it is it BDSM? Is it swinger style sex? Is it Parcheesi? What kind of games are we playing? So we, we've got the two different flavors. We've got our five open playrooms, and we've got an all-buy room, which is the first for us. We, we haven't really supported that before just because of the logistics, and now that's uh, something we are openly supporting. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a couples-only room where we're not allowing any really? single women, just couples only. What about single men? Uh, single men, uh, we do have a place for them. Um, we, we, we have a couples and singles female room because some couples express they have a girlfriend, they want to bring the girlfriend right. with and can't. So we have those three rooms set up there. Then we have two rooms remaining that are completely open for single guys to come in and enjoy and either watch or participate. So so the single men are welcome in two room. The couples are, are exclusively welcome in two room. And then we have uh, the, the all-by room where obviously everybody's welcome as long as they're comfortable with experiencing or watching you know, both female and female and male on male action. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of those five playrooms that we offer and we provide and we fully stock them with condoms, lube, body wash, shampoo, towels, everything you need to enjoy yourself in those playrooms. If you're more private, you don't want to be watched, then you can get your own room, which you can have for the night, and you register that through the hotel at a discounted rate. Of, I believe we're at $95 a night. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you can have in whoever you want. You meet someone in the, you know, the public room, you want to play more privately, you go, hey, I've got a room, why don't you come with me? Now they don't have to get dressed if they were naked. They just pick up their clothes, okay. they carry it with them down the hall. So it's still within the event space. Yes, oh, yes. Okay. The entire okay. second floor is is self-contained. And we are going to have security staff, so if we have Lucky Lou's trying to get in, we'll be able to address that. Um we're also doing something that's a bit unusual for us. We've been a completely dry event in the past. Mm-hmm. And starting with our January event, we are allowing BYOB if you reserve your own room. And that's primarily because should you get a little too nervous, should you overserve yourself, I want my security to be able to put you in your room for the rest of the night sure. instead of you driving yourself and then you overserve and now I've got to go, okay, well, you're too drunk to drive home. Here, call a cab. Right. Too much headache. So that's the only way we do allow you to bring booze to consume at the event is if you get your own room. Yeah. So. Okay, so, well, I want to um, ask a little more about the buy room mm-hmm. because... 
the swing clubs we've been to, man-on-man actions not allowed, and you actually sign, the ones we've been to, when you sign your little waiver at the door, it specifically says, I will not engage in man-on-man. Woman-on-woman is highly encouraged. Man-on-man is not allowed. You will get thrown out of the club. So this That's is actually very to me to interesting. Hear that. <laughs> it's interesting that you're going to actually provide space for that. It's like I said in in Ohio, the, the ones yeah. we've been mm-hmm. to. I don't know about all of them, but the ones we've been to, that's We're not very good practice. Swingers. No, so we don't go to a lot. But so, but here you you do allow for by. Yeah, our experience is the man on man is discouraged. Mm-hmm. It's 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 taboo, so to speak. Um, but in ours, we the whole entire goal for our for these new parties is to have something for everybody, private, open, straight, by, whatever, anything you could want. We giving it to an all in one spot. That's our that's our actual goal. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when you say alternative parties, you're really covering. You're you're kind of like not just in the swing environment anymore. You're covering a lot of correct. No, yes, exactly. and, and we realize we may scare away a few of our older, you know, founding members that, that are more traditional swingers, but uh, we've, by being both in the BDSM space and the swinging space, have realized that, that what we need to do is come together as a stronger community, especially mm-hmm. if we want to be able to be recognized within, you know, government and laws and this and that and have our own protections for our own freedoms. We can't do that if BDSM's fractionalized and on their own and, and swinging's fractionalized and on their own and, and you know, either cross-dressing or, or littles or we need to come together under one you know alternative sexuality umbrella where we all work together for a common good so if i scare off a few of my my more i don't know closed-minded founding members i'm sorry that they're offended i'm sorry that they don't want to be around anymore but I, at the same time i don't care we need to go forward in a vision that makes sense for everybody okay so so is building this event altruistic or is it more because you're kinky fuckers I think it's a little, oh, bo- a little, little both. both. Yeah, a little of both, definitely. I mean, we we we've we met on AFF I, 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 with the cheesiest corny line ever. Uh, cute pics want to talk. I mean, that that's how I opened it, and and she replied back to me. We talked a little bit. Uh, I was the backup of the backup plan for for her evening that I got her out to my house. Bribed her with Sonic because she didn't have a Sonic by her, and and that's how we met. And 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 she showed up in in knee high, latex platform boots, uh, trench coat, and not much else. It was amazing. Nice. It was fantastic. So so the theme for the evening was very clear, or the goal for the evening. Oh yes, we talked for a whopping twelve days, um, and then I met him. Nice. And the gushy part is we have not been apart since. No. Our first meeting was our first date. And that is our anniversary, and we've been together for just over three years. Yep. Nice. nice. So, so other question about mm-hmm. about the, the combination of the swinging and the BDSM. Mm-hmm. I have been to some crossover parties before, mm-hmm. which is what, what um, one group calls them in Ohio, where it is the swingers and the BDSM. Are you going to be teaching the swingers and the etiquette about the BDSM room? That's actually something we've constantly been doing. Yes, while have seen issues yes. with, with some of the, the parties. We are vi- we are not protocol like hardcore right, protocol. Right. We are educational, mm-hmm. and we tell them this is the right thing to do. 
because in the swinging world, to just walk up to someone and touch them is kind of okay, right? To a certain extent. Yeah. We the first thing we tell them is to not intrude on someone's space when they're in a scene. Mm-hmm. What's the scene? And, and the whole question answer thing evolves. We every for three and a half years that we've been running this club. That's the part of it is we have to educate everyone on the BDSM part of it right. because that's half of us. Right. We are 50-50. Um, and we've been doing that since day one. Because what, what I found is that, um, how do I explain this? In both environments, no means no. Yes. But my, my experience, um, in the swinging environment, yes is implied until no is said. I can and see in the BDSM yes. environment, no is implied until yes is said, but still no means no. Correct. So when you're coming in from different mm-hmm. environments, mm-hmm. It, it's kind of hard to see how the other side works until you're educated. Correct. What I discuss with our swinging partners is the art of negotiation. And, ah, and mainly nice. because I've seen in swinging where lack of negotiation causes absolute mm-hmm. fails. Mm-hmm. We, we have latex-sensitive people where you don't ask, you put on a latex condom, and oopsie, you just shut them down for the night because now we're throwing antihistamines at them, hoping they don't have to go to the hospital. Which we also supply, side note, Yeah, like first aid kit. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have the antihistamine and Band-Aids and all that, too. But the, the other part of it was there was a discussion at one time, uh, a horror story, as it were, which I say horror tongue-in-cheek because it wasn't that bad, but there was a girl who was sitting there and blowing someone and and no warning the guy pops in her mouth mm-hmm. and so she gets rightfully upset and she's like that's it i'm done and someone woos her into trying again and he goes i i promise i won't come in your mouth because she's obviously wanting to have sex as well she doesn't want to just sit here and do blowjobs all night so he gets going and everything else and then Although he doesn't come in her mouth, he apparently it's too good, and he pushes her off and comes all over her face and tits instead. And and then that's it. She was absolutely done. She goes, screw you all, and I hear the horror story after the fact. So I've used this as a lesson, especially with new men who come into our group. I'm like, you need to talk to these people. You need to find out what they're okay with, what they're not. Mm-hmm. Will, will they do unprotected oral, but are they okay with you coming in their mouth? Do they actually want to get laid tonight? Because, I mean, unless you're you know, miracle man and you can get hard 30 seconds later and keep going, maybe you need to worry less about your orgasm. And pace yourself. (laughs) And and more about hers because she'll take care of you when you take care of her. So I discuss a lot of that and a lot of that negotiation, communication. And admittedly, we have sometimes where people forget and and we have those minor issues, but they're, they tend to be minor. We correct them quickly. We're always on top of stuff. We, we, we listen to that feedback, and we make sure that we address things then and there. Sweeping it under the rug does no good for anybody, so we take care of it. I can remember, because I'm coming into this from the BDSM side, so I can remember the first time I negotiated with the, with the swinger side. And I negotiated with them. That's what I'm used to doing. Mm-hmm. So we get back there, and we've negotiated a certain little scene. And then when we're done, he's like, okay, so when's it my turn? And I'm like... Um, new negotiation. We didn't negotiate that. You need to get a little better with your negotiation mm-hmm. skills. You don't get to come back here and then just mm-hmm. cross the line. So he learned something new that night was was negotiating. Yeah, it's, I it's got true. what I negotiated for. <laughs> How many people normally attend one of these shebangs? Shebangs, I like that. <laughs> um, typically, a special podcast word. <laughs> Sweet. Um, typically, we were we actually have sold out because we have a limit because the space that we had was only so big. Um, we sold out um, the last fourteen parties in a row at sixty people. Okay. Okay. So with the hotel, we can 
eventually take over the whole hotel. So there's really not a limit anymore. Mm -hmm. So 60 people, anywhere from 55 to 65. I mean, but 60 is our is my usually. And we've cutoff. had five to ten people sit in the waiting list consistently every month. That after we sell out, we we open up a wait list so they can sign mm -hmm. up. They may not always be around their phone and their email and their computer in order to take it when we release it to them, but we'll have almost another 10 people. So realistically, there's interest from 75 to 80 people a month consistently. And we also do leave our attendance records up on our website so you can see the actual attended because registration and attended are not necessarily the so same just, thing. Just the numbers, though. To just make the, that oh, God, yes. no, absolutely just no names, yes. no emails. <laughs> just to make that clear. I, I actually don't even break it down by couples and singles. I right. go, guys, girls... Total ratio. There you go. Because right. everyone assumes because we allow single men that we're a sausage fest. That is what we are not. <laughs> but you want some single men. We have actually we want a lot of single men because we have a lot of single girls that attend. Nice. So our last party was 32 women and 30 guys. Okay. Hello. Where is that our sausage fest? Right. Um, but we get that stigma or that label that because we allow single guys, we're all guys. And that's completely not the the issue we've actually quite proud after three and a half years we have created 13 couples from the Aww. singles that have met at our parties some are still together yes some have moved on but some are still together some actually remove themselves from the lifestyle some are still in it so we're actually quite proud of that little nice. factor which tells you how many single people we actually get to attend right is, so is it the kind of event that a somebody who's new to edsm or new to swinging would be comfortable at? absolutely we know who our core members are about 20 to 30 of our members or guests every month are regulars. We know if you're new when you walk in the door. We know, we'll announce you. Hi, this is Susie Q. She's new. Say hello to everyone. Hello, Susie Q. I mean, it's great. We're such a. Susie Q gets around. <laughs> um, we're, we're very, like you said, community oriented. I mean, some of these, I, I allow you into my house. So you have to have some sort of, you know, trust, some, some friendship. And it's, it's like a big, really kinky-ass family mm -hmm. that we all like to fuck. And it, it's, that's the feeling we want is we're a community. We're all together. We're here for the same reason. And we get along with each other. We actually don't have to have sex. We could actually just hang out. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the core of what we, what we feel. And very, very, very newbie-friendly. I've had people tell me, thank you so much for allowing me to come here. I didn't know what to expect. You explained it to me. Our website's very informative. And it was true what it said on the website. Thank you very much. Nice. So that's what we enjoy. Well, one more question then, if you don't mind. Sure. How do I get invited to all these damn things? You go to our website, <laughs> www.awmclub.org. And you, simple as that. It, is it as simple as that? I mean, it, is there a, a no. process, a vetting process or anything? Okay. Or? You go to our website. The, the information is out there. To register, there's two ways to physically register for our event. Send me an email. The email is listed on the website. It's info at awmclub.org mm -hmm. with a picture saying, I want to attend the XYZ event on this date. Mm -hmm. Or you join our website, which is completely free, a very small profile you fill out. You just, picture is not required. Once you're a member of our site, within our members only site, the events page has all the direct links to register for any event. Mm -hmm. And that brings you to an Eventbrite page, and you register right there and prepay for everything online okay so you are uh, friendly to people that you don't necessarily know or yes. anything like that yes absolutely actually I, and i apologize i do have one more question yes. what is the normal um is this a uh snm as in standard model crowd or is this a normal slice of humans crowd oh <laughs> 
Well, those who can't see us, we are large folk. <laughs> we are, and, and no offense to the Barbie and Ken groups out there, we are not a Barbie and Ken group. Okay. <laughs> but we can be. We allow, we allow absolutely everybody. We, are, we have absolutely no discrimination whatsoever. If you, if you can type an email out, you can come. <laughs> Literally <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we actually, I want to say we cater to the bigger people, but that's not going to be true for everyone. Right. We want to allow absolutely everyone to attend. Okay. Very cool. Very, very accepting of everybody. We, we, we've, we've had all sizes from, from, you know, four or 500 pounds all the way down to 110. One of our, our founding members is a 115 pound petite black man. I mean, yes. we, we've, we've got all sizes, all shapes, all races, all, all interests, everything has, has kind of collected in our little kinky family pot, which is why we started our kinky fucksgiving that we have everybody come over to our house on the Saturday after Black Friday. So, you know, if you, if you don't have family to celebrate it with or you need to recover from celebrating with your family, either or, come over to our house, the kids get thrown out, we have plenty of space, we have everybody over, good time, good fun, mm -hmm. great eating. So okay. it's fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I guess we're done. Alan, Carla, <laughs> thank you very much for uh, being on the podcast today, telling us about the AWM Club. And uh, I know Dawn's always wanting more. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, uh, I can't imagine that she's not going to sign up soon. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you for having us. You know, uh, we should like not put this podcast out at all, so to make sure that there's plenty of room for Ooh, us to attend to. That would be awesome. 